Shalom, and welcome to this Northern Fire podcast. The title of this message is Boast in Yeshua. In a moment, I want to look at that word, boast. But before I do so, the purpose of this message is to encourage you and to proclaim to you that Yeshua Messiah is risen from the dead. Our Savior is alive. He is the King of glory. He sits upon the throne of heaven. He is active in our world through his disciples, through his saints, through his children on the earth. Yeshua is preparing not only a place for us in heaven, Yeshua is preparing to return to planet earth and rule, Psalm 2. Despite what is happening in our world, Yeshua is king, Yeshua is coming savior, and Yeshua is active in the earth through his Holy Spirit. So what is happening in our world? Well, there's a global virus and all different types of opinions on what to do about that virus. There are natural phenomena that are increasing, earthquakes and tsunamis and storms, tornadoes. There are threats that nations are making against nations. China is threatening the U.S. Iran and Syria are threatening Israel. The nations of Africa are threatening each other. There's civil war around the globe. There's scarcity. Resources may not be there, or the ability to get the resources to where they're going may not be there. And people are afraid. People around you are afraid. People everywhere are growing more and more afraid. And there's an increase of threats and violence against Jewish people and against Christians and against those who refuse to be vaccinated. And so there is a great shaking. There's a great response to the shaking. And much of the media is negative. So we're living in the midst of this shaking. We're living in the midst of this world and what's happening and the responses to it and the threats. And our Savior Yeshua in Luke 21 predicted these days would happen. He said they were the beginning of birth pains. And he said, when these things begin to happen, look up, lift up your eyes, your redemption draws nigh. So it's time to look up, to fix our eyes on Yeshua, and to proclaim and to boast about what he's doing. But how can you proclaim and boast about what he's doing if you don't see it? And how can you see it if you're not looking for it? I want to boast in Yeshua. I want to boast in what he's doing in the midst of the turmoil and upheaval of this world. That never changes, and neither does he. Paul has an encouraging word, the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 5. And I want to read this to you out of two different translations. First is the New King James Version, and then the complete Jewish Bible. Romans 5, verse 1, Therefore, having been justified by faith, 
We have peace with Elohim through our Lord, Yeshua Messiah. Hallelujah. We are justified by grace through faith. We have peace with our Heavenly Father through the life, death, and resurrection of Yeshua. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. So we have grace so that we can stand in the midst of what's happening in our world. He continues, And rejoice in hope of the glory of Elohim. Now when he says there, rejoice in hope of the glory of Elohim, uh, that word rejoice in Hebrew is kauksa, and it means to boast, to glory, to rejoice. I'm going to define that a little bit more for you in a minute. Verse 3, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint us, because the love of Elohim has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And so that word in verse 3 that says glory in tribulations is the same word that was translated rejoice in the previous verse. It is kauksa. And the primarily, primary word that is used is to boast. Is to boast. So as I've looked at this, it's not so much that we rejoice in hope, but we boast in hope. Not that we rejoice in tribulations, but that we boast in the midst of tribulations. So let me, let me show you what this word in, Hebrew, in Greek means. To boast is to speak, to tell, to give credit to the one who is acting. To boast sometimes can mean boast of yourself. And that is not something that our Father wants us doing. When we brag about ourselves, when we're prideful, when we put ourselves forward, that's not the type of boasting that this is talking about. But when we boast in someone else, when we boast in our Savior, that's what this word here is saying. And in Galatians 6, 4, Paul wrote, But Elohim forbid that I should boast, except in the cross of our Lord Yeshua Messiah, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. It's the same word as in Romans 5, chapter 2 and chapter 3. So Paul says we can boast in Yeshua, by whom we're reconciled to our Father. Now, Webster's 1828 Dictionary defines boast in this way. Much more positive than I think many times we see the boasting. To speak with laudable pride and ostentation of meritorious persons. <laughs> now, that's a mouthful. To magnify or exalt another. It does not always mean to exalt yourself or brag in pride. It's a verbal expression of merit or credit. So it's not just glorying. It's not just rejoicing. It's doing it verbally. It's making it public. It's telling others about what someone has done for you. Now let me read that one more time. To speak with laudable pride. 
That's the good type of pride, laudable, to laud, to magnify, to exalt, to praise, and to speak uh, in ostentation. It's to give glowing language, and it's to be excited and tell the whole story of meritorious persons. Our, our Savior is meritorious. He's a meritorious. He's a great person. He's the greatest person. And he deserves our praise. And he deserves for us to brag on him and to boast about him in our life situations. So, to boast about someone else is to make public the things that he has done for you. Let me read to you once again Romans 5, 1 through 5 this time out of the complete Jewish Bible, which uses the word boast in both situations. So, since we have come to be considered righteous by Elohim because of our trust, let us continue to have peace with Elohim through our Lord, Yeshua the Messiah. Also through Yeshua and on the ground of our trust, we have gained access to this grace in which we stand there's that word, standing again, being strong in the face of opposition. So let us boast about the hope of experiencing Elohim's glory. But not only that, let us also boast in the midst of our troubles. Because we know that trouble produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope, and this hope does not let us down because Elohim's love for us has already been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So in the midst of these troubles, we're being encouraged here and exhorted to boast. Not in what we can do, not in our own strength, but to boast in Yeshua, to boast in the righteousness we have in Him, the peace that we have in Him, the hope that we have in him and how his spirit in us makes us strong because of father's love because of what our savior has done we can rejoice we can glory and we can boast in him now is the time for us not to be silent but to boastfully proclaim what you yeshua has done and yeshua is doing so what is Yeshua doing in our world right now? Well, number one, he's healing people of cancer. I met a woman who had been diagnosed with pancreatic, I think it was pancreatic cancer. Um, it was one of the uh, organs in her body that she had been diagnosed with cancer. And it was it's one of the ones that's difficult to treat medically. And through prayer and discussion with her husband, she decided that she would not have the chemo and radiation, that she would trust Yeshua. And what she did, and she bought some compact discs with scriptures, people reading the scriptures, people talking about the scriptures, and she, saw, she bought other compact discs with praise music. And she told me that she had either the scriptures 
or praise music going all day, every day, and all night, so that if she would wake up at night, that was going as well. And the Bible says in Romans 10, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Elohim. And we know that by grace through faith, our, our sicknesses and our diseases are healed in Yeshua. She, over the course of several weeks, would put these scriptures into her spirit and sing these praise songs. She focused her life on Yeshua. She praised him. She learned his word. And especially she was memorizing Bible verses that were about healing. And I think she said it was six weeks, but it was a number of weeks. And through simply pursuing Yeshua and building her faith, she went back and was tested, and her cancer was completely gone. She was fully healed by Yeshua. Yeshua is healing people today. No, he's not healing everyone. Yes, you may be struggling with a physical illness, and you've cried out to Yeshua for healing. I would encourage you to get in the Word. I would encourage you to continue to praise Him and exalt Him. I would encourage you to continue to trust Him for healing. I'm telling you this to boast in Yeshua because He is healing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I personally have been healed through the Word and through faith and through the voice of Yeshua, miraculously healed four separate times. And I boast in him, not myself. This woman that was healed of cancer, she was not boasting in something she could do or in something she did. She just opened the door to let the word and the praise work and, and let the spirit of Yeshua work in her life. She's not taking credit for any of that. She's saying that's a miracle, something only Yeshua could have done. And the four times I've been healed, it's a miracle. I could not have done that on my own. He did it by grace through faith. Number two, what is Yeshua doing in our world today? Well, he is working in the nation of Israel and he is working to fulfill his multitude of promises about that nation, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I want you to know that after 1900 years, from 70 AD, when the, when the city of Jerusalem was destroyed and the Jews were scattered, until 1948, when they became a nation again, they were scattered throughout the earth. They were a people with no homeland, and yet somehow, for 1900 years, they maintained their identity, and they maintained the uh, Feasts of Jehovah, and they maintained their trust in the word and after 1900 years by grace Yeshua brought them back into their land and currently today there are seven seven million people living in Israel not all of them are Jews they about six million are Jews there are others living in Israel and the nations around them are over a hundred million people Lebanon Syria Jordan, uh, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and then you've got Iran and Iraq. The nations around them constantly threatening them, outnumbering them, you know, 15 to 1 in population and in 
all in many other ways. And yet since 1948 until now, Israel has been protected. They've won wars that they were they should not have won except for the miracles of Yeshua. Father has been faithful to Israel and they're prospering. What is Yeshua doing in Israel? Well, Israel is prospering. They're exporting water, exporting citrus, exporting flowers, exporting technology. They have their own language, their own currency, their, their own defense force, um, their own government, and they are flourishing and prospering in the midst of this world that is threatening them daily. I've been to Israel four times. And the most recent time I went there was 2015. I went with a group of uh, House of Prayer leaders, House of Prayer directors, people that were somehow involved in leadership in Houses of Prayer. And when we went, we went to four separate Houses of Prayer in Jerusalem. Now, I don't have, to time, I don't have time to teach on this, but King David was not allowed to build a temple for Jehovah. But King David built a tent, and they called it the Tabernacle of David. And while David was king, not being able to have a temple, David put the Ark of the Covenant in the Tabernacle of David, and he hired full-time 288 priests to minister in that tabernacle before the Ark until Jehovah. There were 24 teams of priests, 12 priests on a team. Each one of those teams of 12 priests was in that tabernacle one hour a day. So that tabernacle saw worship, music, praise, prayer, and prophecy. 24 hours a day, seven days a week with teams. And as long as David ruled, in Jerusalem, which was 33 years, there was 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week, prayer, intercession, praise, prophecy, ministering to Jehovah in Jerusalem, the tabernacle of David. Well, there are currently four such houses of prayer. They're not tents. They're in buildings in Jerusalem. Two of these houses of prayer, are currently 24-7. They're staffed by local people. They're staffed by people from around the world that come for a week or two. And they're in Jerusalem. Two of these houses of prayer are 24-7. The other two are moving in that direction. Um, there's 168 hours in a week, and I think both the other two are staffed over 100 hours a week. This is exciting because this is the increase of Yeshua from one tabernacle of David to four tabernacles of David. And Yeshua is restoring into the earth what is going on in heaven. And you can read Revelation 4 and 5. What is going on in heaven 24-7? Something called harp and bowl. The elders, the angels, each have a harp, which represents praise, and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they're before the throne, constantly interceding, praising, worshiping, uh, and praying for those of us who are here on the earth. 
This may not mean much to you, but it means a lot to me, and I boast about this all the time. I've been the director of a house of prayer for the last seven and a, seven and a half years, and the name of our house of prayer is the Tabernacle of David, and my vision is to become a house of prayer on the earth that's 24-7. The International House of Prayer in Kansas City is 24-7, has been for a decade or more. And there's a Northern Michigan House of Prayer in Sheboygan, Michigan. There's a Grand Traverse House of Prayer in Traverse City, Michigan. There are other houses of prayer throughout this state. There's, there's a house of prayer in uh, the Keweenaw Peninsula, in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. And they're not 24-7, but they, they worship and praise and intercede several times a day. So for me, I'm boasting because Yeshua is restoring his kingdom. Now the kingdom of Yeshua, the kingdom of Jehovah through David, expanded. The first thing David did was to establish this tabernacle, this house of prayer. Then he expanded the kingdom. So from here, Jerusalem, the kingdom of Yeshua will increase and expand. I'm excited about that. I'm boasting about that. And I'm encouraging you for you to open your eyes, you don't have to boast about the things that I see. Open your eyes. Investigate. Check things out. Find out what Yeshua is doing in your own life or in the earth and start to boast about it and brag about it. Number three, uh, Yeshua is doing things in the earth and he is preparing to do more things in the earth. I want to read to you from um, Malachi, and then from Luke. This year, 2022, is an important year because there's a spirit being restored to planet Earth this year. And it's the spirit of Elijah. In Malachi 4, it is written, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of Jehovah. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. So there's a spirit of Elijah that is coming to planet earth this year, and that spirit moves in families. It turns the hearts of the fathers, and that's fathers and mothers, to their children, and turns the hearts of their children to their fathers and mothers and their grandparents. It's reconciliation in families. It's restoring families. It's an awakening and to go back home to your roots. It's an awakening to, for fathers and mothers to try again with maybe wayward children, maybe children that are wayward, but the hearts are turning back to each other. Again, that's exciting. Now, when this is quoted in Luke, the angel was speaking to Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist. The angel quotes this in Luke chapter 1, verse 17. I'm going to start with verse 15. The angel speaking to Zechariah about John the Baptist. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. There's the spirit of, there's the spirit of Elijah here. It's the Holy Spirit, the Spirit that was on Elijah. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. There's a turning. This Spirit comes and it turns, that turns the hearts of people. 
verse 17 of Luke 1. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for Jehovah. So the angels quoting that with just the first part being the father's hearts are turned to the children and then he says and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. So he is interpreting the, the word in Malachi that these are disobedient children turning back to the wisdom of their just, their righteous parents. How many of you out there have been crying out for your children and grandchildren? Have, have been interceding for them? They've been disobedient. They're not walking in wisdom or justice or righteousness or faith. And you're rightfully concerned about them and their eternal salvation. This is the year. This is the year for that spirit to be poured out in America, in Michigan, in your community, in your family. To turn your heart back to them. Because maybe you've prayed a long time. Maybe you've been hurt. Maybe you've been offended by your children or grandchildren. And your heart needs to soften. You need to receive the compassion of the Father. Uh, you need your heart to turn back to them. And this is the year for the disobedient to return to the wisdom of the just. And they will then make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So don't give up hope and don't lose your hope. Get your heart right. Prepare yourself for the return of your children and your grandchildren. Prepare yourself for the return of young people to the church. This is what I'm boasting about. This seems impossible. It seems like, how can that happen? Our children have gone so far astray, and they stand for all the wrong things. I'm saying with, with man, this is impossible. With Yeshua, all things are possible. So I've gotten back in the word. I've heard this from my father in a prophetic voice, and that's what I'm encouraging you as well. Look at what's going on in the world. Dig deeper to find what Yeshua is doing. Talk to one another about what he's doing in your life. Ask people, what, what, and what's, going, what's Yeshua doing in your life? And get back in the scriptures. Seek his voice. Seek dreams and visions so that he can tell you what he's about to do and he can build your faith to know that he's going to do that. This is boasting. That's what I've been doing on this podcast. Yeshua is not dead. Yeshua is alive. Yeshua is coming back to planet Earth. Yeshua is preparing a people made ready for the coming of Jehovah. So let's boast in him. Let's do what this says. Let's speak with laudable pride and ostentation of our Savior, Yeshua Messiah. Let's magnify, let's exalt our Savior. Let's verbally express his merit and give him credit for all that he's done and all that he's still doing. And now receive this blessing. Jehovah bless you and keep you. Jehovah make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Jehovah lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom.